Get the full bonfire experience on your screen. YouTube.com slash bonfire sports. Thumbs up, subscribe. You'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. Let's go here on Bonfire Midweek. Can you believe it? It's already the 16th episode of our midweek show here on Bonfire Sports. Darren Bombing, pleased to be joined by, oh, it's this way, the man to my virtual right, the Schnitz, Zach Schnitzer. What's going on, man? How was your uh, How was your week? How was your celebration post-Banjo Bowl and, of course, post-game day after dark here on the channel? Well, my celebration has just continued, buddy. Like... I've been wearing the chain ever since. No, I haven't been wearing the chain ever since. That would actually hurt my neck, dude. Like seriously, it would hurt my neck. It's heavy. It's not actually heavy, but uh, no, man, it's it's been great. You know, it's it, I gotta say though, the the win has been slightly tarnished as as more and more has come out of of what was happening in the writers' locker room tarnished? with this pirate. A little really? bit tarnished because. I didn't realize how many of their players were sick and, and, you know, things coming out of both ends. They, uh, they were using more than one bathroom. Hey Hadley, how you doing buddy from the left coast? They were using a bunch of bathrooms at Nige field, Darren, but you know, I, I still think we would have pumped them. I just think our, our offense was just so on point. And I'll talk about that later with our sober second thought buddy, but tarnished a little bit, but you know what? I, I I just I'm in a happy place, man. Twelve and one. People cannot stop talking about the atmosphere. It that, was awesome. The atmosphere at IG Field that day, buddy. Like it's just a perfect football day. Just a touch of autumn in in the air, but also yep. nice and hot. You know, like what a great day. And uh, you know now the Riders have a chance to eliminate Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Which which CFL.ca neglected to mention. They're they're the guy who left them at the altar, buddy, Chris Jones, who's running a clown show over there for my money. They have a chance to eliminate him, which which then sets up an interesting scenario we could talk about later about a certain team to the left of us crossing over, trying to be a home gray cup team against the winnipeg blue bombers so that's where i'm just looking forward now i'm 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 now done with banjo ball it's over so much to talk about buddy how are you yeah no doing good uh that was just a a fun game to talk about It, it was a great football weekend here in winnipeg uh the winnipeg rifles came away with a victory over another nationally ranked opponent rifle up. Uh, of course, they're the junior football program affiliated with the Winnipeg blue bombers and uh, their official feeder system uh, from junior ball. But um, yeah, they're looking super strong. Of course, the bombers putting up a 50 burger on the Saskatchewan rough riders. Uh, you know, I heard people in from Saskatchewan had a good time other than maybe the result uh, being so uh, hugely in their disfavor, but 
overall they had a good time weather was good it's start you're right it is starting to feel a little bit fall in the air a little crispy oh, I don't yeah. think we're, are back to school and the rest but this is football weather right the nfl kicked off we're going to talk a little bit uh we're about a, a special surprise a little bit later in the show about uh nfl but the winnipeg jets are back on the ice at least the young stars um go hang out on our Bonfire Sports Instagram, fresh Winnipeg Jets video content on our Instagram story. You can follow us on Instagram at bonfire.sports. There'll be lots of stuff there all season long, so be sure to check that out. And uh, more announcements coming here uh, for exciting new things on Bonfire uh, this coming hockey season. Um, But lots to get to on the show today. Obviously, we're going to go through some serious lineup changes for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Uh, getting some guys back, some guys unable to play this coming week. It appears we'll wait for that depth chart on Friday. Chris Walby will join me as always the day before the game live 3 PM here on game day, Winnipeg. Um, You and I, of course, will break down the game post game as, as we always do a trip to Hamilton that Mike O'Shea says, hold on a second. Hamilton is a lot better than their record. Uh, we'll take a quick trip around the Canadian mm. Football League. It was an interesting week 14 uh, that was. And then, of course, look ahead to week 15 and some interesting numbers on sports interaction. Of course, you can always get in on the action. Nice bonus over there if you sign up with our exclusive link, sia.com slash bonfire. Healthy bonus, NFL, NHL, CFL, CFL props and futures. You can put a little something down on the Bombers to win the Grey Cup or lots of different things like that, as well as uh, your usual uh, NFL and um, uh, NHL goodies uh, going into the season. Looking forward to that as well. Uh, We'll talk about clinching scenarios, give away some more prizes. We got more prizes to give away here on the show. Uh, We've got winners for our Blue Bomber mug. Hang on a second. Do so I got it here? Ooh, Here's yes, our new finally. Blue mug. So uh, Jason Gilmore won this mug, and he nice. just sent me a text. I think it was Jason. I have to check. But he said, that's awesome. It's my dad's birthday coming up. Hopefully, dad ah. isn't watching on, on YouTube right now. Sweet. Yeah, uh, we don't want to so, ruin the surprise. Uh, both, yeah, both big Bomber fans and, and uh, happy to uh, win that prize. And then, uh, of course, remember these? Of course, all of these prizes, courtesy of The Sports Vault. Check them out at thesportsvault.com. Winnipeg company making awesome, officially licensed merchandise. These bomber glasses are going to Reed Maddox. Congratulations to Reed. Reed. Jason. Give me some whiskey. Of course, What's TSB stuff here? available at Fanatics, Amazon, and of course, the Bomber Store. What That's have you right. gotten there? Well, By the way, Tina's here. Tina, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, good uh, to I, see you, I, Tina. I said I said it on the post game. So sorry for your loss, and I'm just I'm glad to see you here. We love you, Tina, and we're we're with you. Anything you need, uh, we should we should probably. I mean, she was she is always awesome. Like they, whatever wherever Tina goes, there's a mob of like fans. <laughs> not only bomber fans, but at the great cup, you see fans from all over the country surrounding her and, and she is a real celebrity and also a football player. And I also saw a guy named Troy Klink on here from Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
Welcome, Troy. That is a, a super awesome. awesome. Just just one more shout out. When we were at the uh, Finn McCool's party pre-Banjo Bowl, uh, my buddy Alexander, who's on our uh, Bonfire Starters uh, uh, DM chat group, uh, at Lothus25, him and his buddy Lance and some other guy, I forget his name, he was wearing a, 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 a Lawler jersey, but said he wasn't a CFL fan. Uh, Alexander, great guy. He... Uh, he was away from the wife and his daughter for the whole weekend. And he was just getting warmed up Darren. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him again <laughs> until the banjo bowl at halftime. And I, I said, Hey, Alexander, but I think he was into, into a few pops at that point. So him and Lance were staggering down the concourse, but uh, great to meet you Lance at the party on Friday and uh, awesome time. Apparently Andre Harms saw me and 128 but uh, you got to stand up and wave next time i want to meet you yeah it's great the community that uh we've witnessed here through bonfire sports has been pretty awesome i got a chance to talk to tina at practice on well not today but yeah oh i guess yeah yesterday tuesday new showtime here on uh, bonfire midweek so be sure to join us every week now moving forward wednesdays at 7 30 so screwing me up a little bit as we change things up now that we're into the second season of the cfl post labor day no more thursday games uh moving forward um but uh yes this is a surprise we'll give that what are you what are you doing What's i'm trying that? to tell steve it was he's trying to get me to remind everybody how much uh this chain cost oh, was 40 40 bones. 40 bones. Can't you type in? You can type in the live chat, can't you? I don't know. I don't know how. Let's see. Of course you can. Oh, it says love everybody joining us uh, in the live chat. Uh, So many familiar friends and new people. Welcome uh, to Bonfire Midweek. So, yeah, again, we're going to get into that. uh, TheSportsVault.com. And as you mentioned, you can find their stuff at the Bomber Store, Amazon, Fanatics, Shoppers Drug Mart, like everywhere. Uh, Gregory Liverpool just bought like you have your big chain. Yeah, Gregory just bought like a big um, Blue Bombers luggage tag for a. Oh, I saw that. Yes, in yes. the spring. But sorry about this. Well, f- first of all, oh no. See, you just sent me a private chat. Zach. Well, how do so, I make it a public chat? Well, I don't know. Like I maybe can text you anytime. The, I don't know. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But uh, congratulations to Cody Fajardo who had a baby this week. Um, but yeah, he's on yeah. the cover Good of these boxes. These are the new upper deck CFL cards we've been opening up courtesy of <laughs> Joe Daly sports cards and custom framing. Go check them out on St. Mary's road. Awesome place to just hang out and talk sports. Uh, Joe, his son, Travis, all types of, uh, you know, fun people and, and friendly people there. Um, we made so much money on our first box of cards, selling cards to like stamps and riders fans and big shout out to Cade uh, at bomber yeah. history on Twitter who helped me, sell some of those so we're reinvesting that money we're going to open another box of cards and then when i get like maybe a full set or all of these bombers cards we'll give them away as a prize here uh, on the channel but uh what yes, else we got to get to yeah i met kate in the bathroom well we're also gonna we're also gonna <laughs> like a few games ago i met kate in the bathroom he's like hey your schnitzer like i was peeing and he's your uh, schnitzer's out yeah, yeah, it was out. Uh, good, good memories at the trough, right? Uh, anyway, we we should mention the trough every show, just because it's so should legendary. We? Mm. I, I see people who have souvenirs like the seats and stuff, but I never see anybody with the trough. 
Anyway, no. I met, met him in the bathroom and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a good a place to meet anybody. Right. And he's like, I'm Bo- Blue Bomber History, Cade. And and now now we've got this whole racket with cards. I know you were telling me about hanging out at Joe Daly's after, after yeah. practice one day. I'd like to go check it out. And and shout out to our friend Hustler, who was in the Princess Auto uh, spot at, at the Banjo Bowl. And he sh- he saw me do the Schnitzer stair climb. And, and of course, to his, his mom and dad, who I sit behind <laughs> just beautiful people we always give each other high five and how many high fives did we give oh man how many how many touchdowns did we have darren i lost track all i know is four burger yeah zach Kolaris, seven possessions seven scores him and willie jefferson who by the way i gave my game ball to here on uh after dark both named cfl top performers this week both uh rightfully so um and, and do need to mention, so Joe Daly, I, I failed to tweet what I told Joe and Travis I was going to tweet, and that was last night, Adam Lowry, the Winnipeg Jets, was there signing autographs. So Joe's is another great place you can go to see your favorite uh, Jets players and, and things like that. I'm not sure if they've had Bombers players, but uh, go see Joe. And 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 keep locked. I think they got a Twitter account. Go go check them out. Find them. Uh, classic uh winnipeg sports landmark in the city is uh joe daly sports cards um okay what okay, do we, we want to talk about we, we, the other thing is we want to talk about a ringer of honor so i got to give a yes. shout out to steve maria who i sit beside i'm not sure if i'm saying your last name Let, right, let's but... get the debate going yeah, now yeah so so he had a great question during banjo ball the game was already over we were up like three touchdowns and he says zach like here's a great topic what if we debate who amongst this current dynastic dynastic bombers team who i would argue are on the precipice of a dynasty if they're not already there folks which of them will be on the wall of honor in the ring of honor in ig field in 2032 in 10 years which of these players and we can include players that have been on the team recently, like Andrew Harris. So which of these teams are, a, which of these players are like a lock to be on the ring of honor, which is jump into the comments right thing. now. Jump like, into it's the not comments a small right thing. Now. I looked at the yeah. bomber website, some of the stuff by Ed Tate and Rand Marcou, you know, like the ring of honor, isn't just a good player, folks, the ring of honor. You think about people like Fritz Hansen, Jack Jacobs. Yes. Ken Plain, Doug Brown, Bob, Bob Cameron, Cameron, right? Yeah. These are people who are not only amazing players, they were all-stars multiple times. Milt Stiegel. Milt Stiegel. They set CFL records. Jerry James. Jerry James, right? They're Herb Gray. They're guys that are in the Hall of Fame, both Manitoba Hall of Fame, Winnipeg Sports Hall of Fame, Bombers Hall of Fame, CFL Hall of Fame, Bud Grant, who had great success. I'll correct you. Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Canadian. What did I say? CFL. Oh, sorry. Canadian Football Hall of... Sorry, you're right. You're right. I've never been there, actually. But anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, these... and, and, And... even if they don't have all the the decorations, someone like Herb Gray, you know, he had he was on the team, the four four Gray Cup teams, not necessarily an all star, Darren, but he was the captain of the team. He yep. was the glue guy. That's from what I understand in Ed Tate's article. So these are guys that are absolute all stars, and and people that 
changed the landscape of the CFL in some cases. You talk about Jack Jacobs, you know, the house that Jack built, right? So you can't, you can't just say, you know, Darren and I were talking, and I see Tamara say, you know, Drew Walatarski. Well, Drew Walatarski is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but Darren was like, no, not Drew Walatarski. Because, oh, here's some player. Here's some, uh, here's some nice cards here, Darren. But you, you, you got to think about people that literally changed the landscape of, of the CFL, set records like Milt Stiegel, right? Oh. get? Oh. We got a game-worn Shaq Johnson. Nice. Canadian player there. And they do not have to be Canadian, Phyllis. No, they do not have to be Canadian. By the way, Sandy was asking who the CFL sack leader is. I just looked it up. It's Lorenzo Malded from Ottawa. He is mauling people. He's a Sean Burke guy from Hamilton. He was very good last year on that defensive line so he's moved over to ottawa one of the bright spots for a team that is really sinking fast and and sort of falling behind the pack so do we want to start with our ring of honor discussion darren or do we want to go around the league well people are already chiming in maestro love to see everybody chiming in there let's quickly go around the cfl the week that was in week 14 super fast alouettes win over the bc lions quite convincingly 31 to 10 can bc figure things out enough to stay relevant in the west division can vernon adams who will get his first start this week uh this week upcoming in calgary can he make it happen for bc that's my big question it's a great question, and it's a tough place to start, right, Darren? Although, as we've noted in the past, Calgary surprisingly gives up the most the most passing yards in the CFL. Mm-hmm. And we know that Vernon Adams likes to sling it. His, his average depth of target is ridiculously high, like more than double. You know, most, most CFL quarterbacks are what, like 8, 9, 10 yards? His is like 20. But you live by the do- you live by the sword, you die by the sword. We'll see what Vernon Adams could do. I no just she. find he's no she. There's a ring of honor candidate, maybe. You think about Ooh. if he continues, right? That's that's kind of on the maybe one for me. I, I just think VA is is he's exciting as heck, but he is too erratic. And you know, I know BC just got Terry Williams, which will amp up their their special teams play, but I don't know. I don't see it. I see them. I see them playing better than with O'Connor and with Pipkin, no doubt. But I don't. Well, I, don't I wish we them. would have saw more of O'Connor. That's what I really yeah, think. Fair. We got it. You know, taken away from us, similar to Nathan Rourke. Um, in the second game of the week, uh, the first game on Saturday's triple header, Argos edge the Red Blacks twenty four nineteen. Nick Arbuckle and the Paul La Police offense did good work. But when it mattered in the final moments, they could not create enough to move the ball into field goal range or or, uh, that was on maybe their second last possession. They just couldn't score points when it mattered, especially down to the final possession. Nick Arbuckle, um, you know, trying so hard, very emblematic or or reminiscent of the Paul Police offenses here under Matt Nichols at quarterback where they would need 11 yards and they'd throw it for eight. 
Well, and what's the what's exactly. what's the uh, what's the variable there that's remained the same is La Police. Uh-huh. I hate to say it, but the Ottawa the Ottawa losses there they they do just enough to rip defeat from the jaws of victory. And I'm not <laughs> yeah. talking about him as an OC per se, but I'm talking about him as a head coach. Right. You know, the iteration of him in 2010, 11, 12, where he was fired, probably unfairly by Joe Mack. Everything Joe Mack did was unfair. But now again, right, you, you can point to all sorts of variables with Ottawa, but they still continue to do Paul Lapoli's things. I hate to say because the, the, it's a, he's a great guy and a legend in the CFL, Darren. But the question remains, you know, you are what your record is. You are what you do again and again. And... Yeah, as, as Troy Klink is saying here, some people are just not meant to be head coaches. And, you know, we, we were talking earlier, Darren, you know, he just continues to find ways to lose games he should win. Just uh, to answer John Campbell's question, who's watching us on Facebook. What's going on, John? Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're on Facebook. You're on Twitter right now watching live. Head over to YouTube.com slash Bonfire Sports. Give us a thumbs up. Consider subscribing. You can then ring the bell, let you know when we're live doing pregame, postgame, or midweek coverage here. Jet stuff coming uh, as well. Uh, but John asking, can the Bombers clinch a berth in the West Final this week with a win? They cannot. What they can clinch is with a win in Hamilton and a Calgary Stampeders loss, the Blue Bombers would secure a home playoff game at least. That could be the West semifinal. That could be the West final, whatever it would turn out to be. But that's what they can lock down this week. So um, good question. Appreciate that. People are already starting to ask, you know, like, yeah, playoffs. Let's go. Well, that's where like, we're well, at, on, buddy. There's, there's like, a third of the season left. We just finished the Labor Day rematch, as they like to call it in, in Saskatchewan, the Banjo Bowl. And we're already talking about West final clinching scenarios. Are you freaking kidding me? Thanks, Larry. Like this is this is why I say dynasty, buddy. This is why we're talking about the ring dynastic. of honor. We <laughs> dynastic, if we if we want to use the adjective, you know. Andrew, we we'll get re- to, to injury updates uh, in just one second. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 poor Ottawa. I feel bad for them. Everything that's happened. It, oh, that, that's there's a former bomber, Don Unumba. Yeah, that's right, Sam linebacker. That's right. Oh, another uh, former bomber, Chad Rempel, and look at that. That's a rare card too. 157 to 166. And um, so yeah. following the, uh, that game, obviously Toronto, Ottawa was uh, the banjo bowl. We'll get to that in a second. Calgary in the rematch in the battle oh, of Alberta, Newfeld. Nice. There's a legend. Um, this guy I miss in the league, DJ Foster. I think. Yeah. He just kind of disappeared. eh? Um, but Calgary in Edmonton. Ooh, Jesse Briggs. There's nice. an unsung hero. That's good that's a warrior candidate every week. Good bombers pack here. But yeah, um, Calgary absolutely obliterates the Elks, 50, embarrasses them. 56-28. And uh, then and then Chris Jones is like, who who's I'm gonna see who still wants to be on this team. Again, like I just find that guy to be a complete ass clown, Darren. I was I was listening to the Three Down Nation podcast today. I know we I know we have lots to get to, but let me just say this. They were they were sort of looking at how people in Edmonton were expecting sort of a down year, like he, like when Chris Jones took over in Saskatchewan that first year. He kind of gutted the team, but the yep. difference is, and I agree with the the three down guys, is that 
Edmonton, you they they were like scratching their heads and beards. Well, Justin Dunk doesn't have a beard, but they were all scratching their heads trying to find like who's a bright spot on this team? Who has who has Chris Jones unearthed that's promising for that future next year? Because everyone is expecting him to do what he did in Saskatchewan. You it mean could, in Edmonton? Who is in he in Edmonton? Like he's traded away Costigan and 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 uh, what was it? David Beard and Nafis Lion. Nafis Lion. Like he's traded away guys like nothing. Anybody can be cut any minute. Well, let's not bury the lead here. They signed Taylor Cornelius to a two-year contract right. extension through 2024. So a guy that played in the XFL prior to the pandemic is not going back to the XFL. Uh, you know, Dave Naylor uh, tweeted that out about uh, Cornelius's history in the XFL. And I, you know, replied to him and said, if you look at the games tra- Taylor Cornelius played in the XFL so often, he lost the game because he threw an interception in the fourth quarter or in, in the latter parts of the fourth quarter. So um, maybe Taylor Cornelius for stability sake uh, likes the CFL as many players do when they come up here and actually start playing. Um, but Chris Jones has developed Taylor Cornelius. Can he be one of the best quarterbacks in the league? I'm not too sure about that, but I think he can be a reliable starter as Edmonton tries to, figure things out. We got to remember they have um, Trey Ford, the Canadian quarterback uh, there as well that right. they're trying to develop. So it's two, three years down the line, right? It's think of that Winnipeg Blue Bombers model of rebuilding. You were talking to Kyle Walters face-to-face over a beer, Zach, uh, on Friday. Yes, at the buddies now exchange bash. numbers. No, just yeah. kidding. I didn't exchange yeah, numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try that. But, Although he um, was lit up enough that he might have given me his number. His, his wife might have intervened at that point, but yeah, we were talking about culture. We're, we were talking about culture, right? right. You tell me the culture of a Chris Jones team. <laughs> waiters, waiters here. Deron Carter is still on defense, right? Like, what is the culture of a Chris Jones? I know, I know he has guys that love to play for him, but I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds like it sounds like Tim Burke kind of kind of <laughs> sound bites, right? Who so? really wants to be on this team? Can't can't win the Kentucky Derby with a mule, just like it's everybody else's fault. I I, I don't know. I could go on and on about Chris Jones. I just I think it would look great on him to for the Edmonton Elks to get eliminated. But that being said, I love well, their fans. Wait. I mean, this is a team that was the Nobody Mark should franchise of, of, of the CFL, Darren, and the fans are phenomenal, phenomenal fans. They Nobody can expect better. them to go from the season they had last year cleaning house and cleaning house with their roster as well and expect them to be a, a contending team or a playoff team this year. It's going to take time. Nobody should be surprised if the Edmonton Elks are what they are right now. 34 Nobody points a game they've been giving up. They've been embarrassed. Come on, come on, man. You're literally holding them to a standard. They're trying to figure it out. I am. I am. You look at that when Paul Lapolice came in 2010 and they were trying to turn that team around, that four and 14 team, they were how in was their so talent? many close games. How, how was their talent? 
Their talent was good. Chris, tell me the talent that Chris Jones has found. Absolute bubkiss, as we like to say. Yeah, but he, but you're talking about existing talent that was on the Blue Bombers in 2009. But we expected, we expected, they expected Chris Jones to find some talent. And he's just, he's just juggling people around and throwing people around left and right. It's been three months. Yeah. Come on. It's not like, it's not like we're looking back on two seasons. What has Chris Jones done? It's three, two thirds of a season. I like, don't see this. On, I don't see t- this team getting much better next year. I, I don't see it, dude. We'll have to. We'll, we'll we'll continue this debate through the years. I have no doubt. But I think Chris Jones has shown he can build good football teams. Say what you want about the guy, like him or hate him, whatever. Um, it does take time. Hey, Windog, what's going on? Michael Wynn uh, joining us uh, in the live chat. Good to uh, good to see you, Winner. You and um, me had this meeting last night. Like we got to go around the league much faster, and and here we are. Mostly that's me. okay. That's okay. Putting so, a sandbag on it. <laughs> Edmonton in Saskatchewan this coming weekend. Winnipeg and Hamilton. Lions into Calgary with Vernon Adams starting at quarterback, uh, and the Stamps trying to um, you know keep the good feelings going, uh, trying to keep pace with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the West. Let's talk about the Banjo Bowl. We're going to get, I know a lot of people have been asking, we're going to get into injuries. We're going to get into projected lineups for this Saturday's matinee game in Hamilton. Winnipeg will be looking different. We'll talk about Brandon Alexander, Drew Wolitarski, Stanley Bryant, and and the rest, I assure you. Um, But Banjo Bowl, sober second thoughts, Zach. Uh, all right. Is there need for a sober second thought? Uh, or I'll just were they just that good? They were that good, but but I do want to say a couple things about it. And I and I rewatched the first half in particular, Darren. And you just saw drive out like four touch. The first half literally was. I know you don't like it when I say literally, four touchdown <laughs> drives in a row. And. In the, in the Labor Day Classic, one of the reasons it was close was because the Saskatchewan front seven was giving us problems. And you saw Zach having the most success when he had to go outside the pocket. You saw us really struggle to establish the run game, although we kept with it. What does Buck Pierce call in the first like five, six plays of that first drive, Darren? Pass plays. They were all pass plays. He 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 was doing play action. Uh, he was doing screens, just quick curls. You know, getting everybody involved. And I just thought it, it was just such a brilliant way to start the game because Saskatchewan was on their heels, buddy. They 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 just they were expecting Brady Oliveira on first down, and it just didn't happen. And 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 you just saw him establish the run. With the pass, the first run that Brady Oliveira had was an 18-yard uh, scamper, mm-hmm. right? And and just the other thing I saw was that that Winnipeg had struggled containing Frankie Hickson, and I and I was listening to CKR on post game and our post game and O'Shea talking about all the gaps that Saskatchewan opened up, and that gave the Bombers problems. Uh, their front seven covering up all the gaps, and you saw, and and, and talked about this too. You saw the linebackers and even the front seven stay very disciplined on defense in their gaps. Hickson had one big yard on their first uh, touchdown drive in in the first half, Darren. 
uh, where Saskatchewan kept going on for it on third down and, and, and kudos to them for, for going for it on third down a few times, mm-hmm. by the way, they knew that they had to do that. You can't win against the bombers and kick field goals. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of feedback. Is that me or what's going on here? Are you hearing that? No. Okay. So it's just me. It's, it's the voices in my head. Uh, so I just, they, they had incredible discipline. You know, you saw guys like Shane Goche making great tackles yep. and Casey sales made a great tackle on Cody Fajardo on a designed run. So I just thought th- those two things and Zach Kolaris was just on point, but the other guy who got in early, there was a catch that not a lot of people were talking about. It was a second drive and it was second and 13 and and Buck called a trips formation that 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 they hadn't seen from the Bombers, and uh, eighty eight went down for the catch. This Rasheed Bailey has this ability to pull balls off the turf. He's he's just incredible at it. His first catch of the game was an incredible effort on first down. It was a short screen that should have been stopped for a loss. And he literally picked it up off the turf and gained nine yards, dodging and weaving and, and running over like three or four riders. So yeah. you saw that he had he was on fire from the very beginning. And uh, Buck just used the whole field. You saw the Dembski sweep, and then you saw the fake Dembski sweep and getting Prukop in there on second and four for a huge chunk play and Prukop running it into the end zone going, I believe, at that point was South Dakota. And... Uh, you know, like they just and, and then a shout out on defense to uh, Jamal Parker, who yeah. I Good think that could have been a burning point. Saskatchewan again had had a second drive. They were only down, I believe, twenty to seven, and they were still in the game. And they kept going for it on third down again. They were they were deep in bomber territory. Third and one, you saw. You saw Nick Hallett, who is kind of an unsung hero, contain Fajardo on a designed bootleg. So Fajardo had to throw it. And and Jamal Parker timed it perfectly, Darren. And he just at the last second poked that ball out of Kyron Moore's uh, hands. Otherwise, it, it would have been a first down. And who knows what happens there, right? So, uh, you know, I think people are also forgetting that Saskatchewan played a pretty good first half, even though... Winnipeg was so on point, especially considering they were sick. So, you know, I just, I just thought there was a lot of guys doing, doing really well. And, and Zach just had such patience. He just had, he, he didn't have a ton of pressure in his face. The O-line was really on point. And the last thing I'll say, the best quote I saw was from CFL.ca writer, Don Landry on that Rashid Bailey legendary, legendary touchdown where he switches the stretch the stretch in midair and don landry said he was landing flight 88 which is of course bailey's number nice like the first of all the blocking on that play and, and o'shea talked about it too that everybody was blocking great and and bailey and bailey talked about it too right because these guys recognize this is a ultimate team game right darren and you know Brandon, uh, Brandon Orange was there uh, blocking really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Dembski blocked. Schoen was blocking. Bolo Bolo nearly had two touchdowns, right? Like yes, he had he got did. his first, but and people have been asking, who's Bolo? Brandon O'Leary Orange. It's a long name. I like to shorten it with Bolo. Yeah, maybe it'll Bolo's catch on. We'll see. 
So he just he he somehow he somehow switches hands in midair, and and basically like Superman flies for five six yards just to brush the cone, like just gently brushing that cone, and uh, yeah, that would I think that that's what the game kind of took off for the Bombers, and uh, so happy for Rashid Bailey to get that love and and get as we called about you know the sexy stats right. And and sorry, it was Casey Sales who stuffed Hickson on second and one, who's a who's a hard to bring down. And so you just saw guys on defense that you have second, third stringers. And and the last thing I'll say here is, man, how important is it that Brandon Alexander comes back now? Because they need someone to stabilize that that umbrella, th- those five DBs in the back. Hey. Eh? Well, on that note, let's let's get into the injury report. Yeah. Um because it, it was not a good week as far as how the Winnipeg Blue Bombers came out of the game uh, health-wise. I'm just going to uh, try to get my screen share going here. But yeah, very positive news, obviously, on Brandon Alexander. Uh, speaking with him uh, this week for the first time in a long, long time, um, talked about getting injured in the Grey Cup, talked about... Uh, his road to recovery and and the rest. Uh, we're going to hear from Brandon Alexander uh, on game day, Winnipeg, Friday, 3 p.m. Chris Welby joins me live, as we always do for uh, the pregame show here on the channel. Um, but here's the Blue Bombers injury report from today, and today being uh, day two, um, you've got Mike Miller, limited. Uh, he really hasn't practiced fully in a long time long time always plays in the game drew Wolitarski has a brace on his knee did not practice uh has not been placed on any you know one game or six game we'll find that out on friday when they send out the depth chart but drew Wolitarski, very unlikely i would say to play this week michael couture another full practice for him and he looks ready to return to the winnipeg blue bombers offensive line Stanley Bryant back to full participation today on Tuesday he was not participating but with the way things looked on that offensive line as far as uh, who stepped in they just bumped Jeff Gray over brought in um, Liam Dobson Dobson, they knew Stanley was going to be okay sure enough Mike O'Shea confirming that it was just a maintenance day for Stanley Bryant back on the field today, which is good news. Uh, Malik Clements, Teadric Hansen, um, both non-participants, and I don't expect either of them to be ready to go in the near future. Nick Taylor was missing from practice on Tuesday. He was there on Wednesday, being today, of course, uh, non-participant in a walking boot, another Achilles injury. Yeah really really tough so he'll likely miss a stretch of time here uh we mentioned brandon alexander back to full participation had an interception in 12 on 12 today at uh, practice nice Um, noah hallett injured again and uh, does not look uh good for him after uh really working through major knee issues alongside brandon alexander all winter and all off season and all spring training camp and, and through the season so far to see him nicked up again um, is, is just uh, a, a tough thing. It's tragic. Hey, eh, Darren, like it's yeah. so tragic, you know, a, a great Canadian special teamer. He's got his brother on the team, ah, man. 
it, uh, it stinks when, when those sorts stinks. of things happen. But um, so for this coming week, we're not going to see Demario Houston or Kyrie Wilson or Malik Clements or Greg Ellingson. Still no Carlton Agadosi. Uh, he was in a walking boot when uh, I saw him at practice on Tuesday. Uh, no Noah Hallett, no Drew Olatarski or Nick Taylor. But to get Brandon Alexander back at safety is a huge boon to this Blue Bombers defense. Looking like uh, for Nick Taylor will be American defensive back and kick returner Evan Holm. And then for Drew Wolitarski, looks to be Brendan O'Leary Orange, or the man we affectionately like to refer to as Bolo, coming off of his first touchdown of his CFL career, which was awesome. And his dad, of course, yes. longtime CFLer, a running back for the Toronto Argonauts. And this is what was really funny to me, Zach. It, like, you know, we asked, like, what did what did your dad have to say about your touchdown? And I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, you know, he essentially said, well, you could have done these things better or <laughs> you should have pulled in that second touchdown. So his dad always, uh, you know, the uh, constructive criticism, which I think is is pretty cool. But his mom, when he sees him next, will get that touchdown ball with his first. That's what he said eh, in the post game. That's great. Uh, yeah. And someone I think it's Tamara saying she's talked to Greg Ellingson and he said he's coming back soon. So what does that inside mean? Inside information. I don't mean? know what soon means. Soon. But- the receiver group is the is the group I'm least concerned about in terms of getting healthy. I think they're holding their own, but those DBs, man, wow! Like you look at the depth of this team, mm-hmm. unbelievable depth. But uh, oh. yeah, that's that's good info, Darren. It's good to have you in there every day and uh, know what's going on. And, and Nick Taylor, man, he's in. Someone said that Fritchie. I think he's a new dad and. You know, that's just rough. Uh, great guy. I had him on my yeah. podcast earlier and just, just a great guy. And it, I hate to see that. You see those non-contact injuries and they always just seem to, to be the worst kind, eh? Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's always scary when a non-contact happens, yeah. right? It's like, what happened? Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Um, but, you know. Do you see them trading for a DB, though? DB? Fritchie has a great question here. Do the Bombers trade for a DB? Well, here's the thing. You have to find a team that is out of it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the Bombers would have liked to get their hands on a player like Nafis Lyon from Edmonton, but uh, they did not activate that trade to Winnipeg. This is what I always say when it comes to a team like the Blue Bombers. Who wants to help the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? (laughs) Yeah, fair point. (laughs) Nobody wants to help. Well, well, BC did last year with the Castillo trade. They didn't need to do that. Yeah, but BC was out of it at that point, right? So, well, so who's going to be? So, look, is there anyone in Edmonton? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but anything? Dare I say, Edmonton or Ottawa? For the Riders this week to eliminate Edmonton. Yeah, is there anyone there we take as a DB? I mean, I don't know. Certainly not Duran Carter, unless you want a scarecrow back there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. We'll see. You know, Michael Shea will always say we like our guys. Of course he will. Uh, but believe me, they are putting in the work, seeing who's available. Americans coming up uh, from NFL camps and, and cuts and, and Good point. You know, those yeah. that were waiting for an NFL opportunity uh, that, uh, you know, it didn't pan out. They're on those guys. They have pro scouts. They're watching all of the CFL games in extreme detail. Uh, if there's a guy out there they think they can get, uh, do you trust Kyle Walters at this point? Here, here do we oh. stand? What time is it? It's like 
quarter after eight on uh, September 14th, 2022. Do you trust Kyle Walters? Do you trust oh, him yet? If you don't trust Kyle Walters and the Canadian Mafia by now and Ted Gavaya and Danny McManus, you're missing a few brain cells, folks. You are missing a few brain cells. And they're, they're gone forever. <laughs> if you don't trust those guys. This, you is, know, a, this is a great like thing. Midas, right? Everything they touch called... turns to gold. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to call Kyle Walters for some advice on this. If Bonfire Sports trades me, will Zach Schnitzer host the show? No, I'm not a host. I'm like the color guy. I, I'm, 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 I don't know if I, I don't know if I have the executive functioning to host a show. Well, you're going to get a bag of deflated footballs <laughs> for me, so it's going to be all up to you, man. You're maybe oh, you can't Aldi. trade DB. Are you freaking kidding me? You you can't trade. That's like I've trading Kyle things. Walters. I've seen trade. weirder things. Well, the, the other weird thing is we have uh, we have the man also known as uh, Reaper here in his real name. I won't reveal it. Not oh. everybody knows it, but the Reaper's in the house. Not a weird thing, an awesome thing. Hold on, Reaper. Yeah, Reaper. Oh, great to see everybody in the live chat tonight. Uh, awesome numbers here on a Wednesday night, our new night moving forward. Get down below the video. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Consider subscribing and, and ringing the bell. Uh, we appreciate all of that. Uh, if you're listening to this afterwards uh, on the podcast, thank you. We appreciate you so very, very much. Uh, and then as we always do, Zach, how do we show our appreciation? We, uh, we give out some prizes. You want to break in? Should we break into this one? Let's just before you do that. Here, here's an interesting couple of names from Edmonton as I'm looking at their roster. How about Trista? Uh, uh, what's his name here? Deku. 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 You remember that incredible interception he had on? I think that was him when we played uh, the Elks. I don't know his stats, but he stood out to me when we played the Elks. Uh, Tristan Deku, and they also have a guy named Ed Gainey. I mean, do the Bombers go after either of those guys? Right. Particularly Ed looking, Gainey. Well, here's the thing. Does Edmonton want a guy like Ed Gainey in their room to teach the young yeah, players how to be a pro? For sure. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. But, you but know, maybe everybody right, has right. a price. Everybody has a price. Well, well, you look at Zach Kolaris. It took a first-round pick. Well, Zach Kolaris was not not a not an active player on Toronto's roster. I understand, but but I think if you're going for a three-peat, you're willing to I mean, it's kind of like what Chevy did, uh, you know, in in 2019 and 2020 and 2018, you know, getting getting big names to try and solidify a Stanley Cup roster and they traded away picks. I think the Bombers are in a position to do that. Well, um, is having just, a decent Can I just season? mention something here? They, here they've been banged up down. in the defensive backfield all year, right? Yeah. They allowed 20 points to the Riders, 18 yeah. points the week before. Calgary scored 29 on them. Okay. It, Montreal scored 20 and 20 in the two back-to-backs against Winnipeg. Now we're going back to July. Calgary scored 28. Edmonton scored 10. Calgary scored 19. BC scored 22 with Nathan Rourke. Now we're back to the beginning of July, but the only team that has been able to score points and move the football with comfort, I would say, and consistency is the Calgary Stampeders. And they've done it with Jake Mayer. So 
Is that going to be enough for Winnipeg to say, we need help in the defensive backfield? We shall see, my friend. I mean, we shall see. Okay, I now think... I, I don't want to wait anymore. Okay, I'm, let's I'm getting go. into this. It's like Christmas morning. I know. Hey, so, Hanukkah, Hanukkah night, and, and the people who give too. us these great prizes. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. That is a uh, sibling to my beautiful uh, black and it silver is. one here. Yep. Look that's at this. A beauty. That's Look a beauty. At this. What a beautiful mug with the W. And, of course, officially licensed from TSV, the Sports Vault. But uh, your insulated mug, good for cold yeah. drinks, good for warm drinks. Like, awesome. That is such a nice thing. So we're going to give this away today. We need a code word for people to text. What's it going to be? I think it's got to be chain. <laughs> okay okay so text chain and your name i'll only say it once two two oh four eight one six tips eight one six eight four seven seven standard text message rates apply just like when you text your mama you know the deal as i don't text do. my mama i call my mama i visit oh, my mama well, i invite my mama over that's nice that's really nice. I met your mom in law at the Prairie Bash on Friday. Oh, yeah. Legend. She's a legend. legend. Well, yes, what if is. you can't text and you have no phone? That's what Larry Ward is saying. I can't text no phone. Oh, you know? Okay. You have telepathy, though, Darren. There's there's times where you know what I'm thinking, and it's 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 a weird thing. Right. But Yeah, you know, Larry, you know what? I'll, I'll put you in this draw, because I, I do pick randomly. Um, so... I got to find a way to contact you though. So you can email me if you want uh, at, so email address WPG sports at Gmail. Easy one. WPG for Winnipeg, WPG sports at gmail.com. Uh, send us uh, send an, an email, email if you, if you can't text, but you need the code word and you need your full name. Yeah. Don't you forget too, Max, Max Raven, or if that's your real name. Oh, no, I, I I could Phyllis I could tell you it. this. This is a beauty. Yeah, this is a beauty. I got, I got mine from from the Grey Cup. Yeah, that no, I mean, there's a. Re I don't just use this to promote TSV. I, I love this mug. I take it everywhere. I've I I use this every day. Times. Yeah, no, it's I, I, I wash it TSV. and use it again. Every oh, day. Oh, Mike uh, Reaper's saying he's got a story about me from my mother-in-law. Who? Yeah, she was. She said, "I'm only coming if you buy me a beer. I'm not staying long." And man, she was just. Uh, now you said she you were going to reveal them, and then you revealed them. Yeah, well, he already revealed himself there, Darren. I would never reveal someone who didn't want to be revealed. Well, I probably would because I'm kind of a douche sometimes. But so Phyllis, Phyllis mentioning that she missed the password. Oh, yeah, we are 50 minutes into the show, so you can go back on YouTube right around the 45 minute mark. I only want to say it once. I, you know, let's not make it too easy on everybody. Uh, these are awesome prizes. So uh, appreciate the support from everybody uh, on the channel. Text that code word to 204 816 8477, or if you can't, email wpgsports at gmail.com. Um, Okay, well, hopefully uh, the bots don't invade my email inbox like they do sometimes <laughs> on the chat here. Uh, but yeah, Phyllis has got it. I knew you would get it. Phyllis gets uh, everything. 
Yeah. Oh yes, and we yes. Hey Tasha, what's up? I hope um, you're making a nice soup. She won the uh, she won one of the prizes from Peak of the Market. My wife was really because re- I I took it home for Tasha because she was walking home and that that prize that uh, that Reaper Vixen and, and that was a uh, huge Trevor bag of Finch put veggies. together. They were great prizes. They did a great job. Shout out to them for that Friday night. And, and Tasha got a giant bag of vegetables for peak of the market. And she said, can you, you know, can we arrange something? And my wife was like, can we please keep these? Like we could do a lot with these veggies, but uh, lo and behold, I dropped it to, to Tasha. Cause she's a great super fan and she's on the great cup ring. So I just want to be affiliated with her. So we'll mention the, the quality of this stuff from the sports vault is unbelievable. Like this is yeah. like raised lettering. This isn't like, you know, a, a cheap decal or something like that. Yeah. It, it's almost like it was like hand painted. It's it's beautiful. And then of course you can see right there, TSV, the Sports Vault, Winnipeg Company. Uh, you've mentioned it a few times already, Zach. You can find yeah. them at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart, Amazon, Fanatics, uh, the Bomber Store. Pretty much everywhere uh, you find your officially licensed CFL, NHL, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball merchandise. And we'll ship it to Thailand, Tao Zen. Trust me, I'll, I'll fork it over for that. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll Zach. Let, let's get into it as, we, as we're, we're approaching. Um, we're approaching the one-hour mark here on the show. Yeah, we are. And, uh, you are a family man, so staying mindful of that and the time. The Ring of Honor. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned this kind of came up uh, in conversation during the Steve, Banjo Bowl. Great, great question, man. Who would you put into the Blue Bombers Ring of Honor around the stands of IG Field? Who would be there? 10 years from today in 2032 uh, lots of people have already been uh, been chiming in but uh, i think this is a great debate to have yeah, yeah. um who are your like absolute locks zach to go in the ring of honor well i think d- despite the recency of the drama of the breakup you have to put andrew harris in the ring of honor there is just absolutely no question so everybody keeps saying Joe Mack. I love it. It's got to be Andrew Harris, most outstanding Canadian uh, MVP of the Grey Cup. First time you've had the MVP and MOC of the Grey Cup. Just a horse, a guy that put Winnipeg on the map, and, and we rode him to the 2019 Grey Cup. Yep. No question when he came back here in 2016. And, and really, until Kolaris came and we had a real gunslinger, he he was our offense. I mean, everything ran through Andrew Harris. Uh, uh, oh, Zach, did, we, did you freeze? What happened to Zach? I hope we didn't lose you, buddy. Well, Zach, if you can hear me, just refresh your browser, come back. Um, we will uh, ensure we we get you on. So Zach was mentioning uh, some of those absolute locks for him uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Ring of Honor. These are my locks, like the guys that will definitely be in there. And I'll start with the ones that are from this era of Winnipeg Blue Bombers football. There he is. Am I back? back. I, I was frozen, so I just left and came back. I think the football gods were frowning. They couldn't be frowning on the Andrew Harris pick. I don't know. So it's got to it's got to be Andrew Harris. Uh, do you want my other ones? Yes. Fire away. Okay. So Andrew I'm just Harris getting a text is... here from uh, from somebody with the Blue Bombers. We're we're, we're talking uh, we're talking mm-hmm. roster. So 
Oh, Things really? are happening, man. Like in terms of trades or what? I, I wouldn't put it past any team. Like good football teams are always on the lookout, right? So if there is a spot in a roster that needs shoring up for depth or to find a veteran to start, they're doing it. And, you know, I, I think it goes without saying. Like think Absolutely. of Alden Darby last year, right? Oh, and he's been a scratch in Hamilton, Darren. I was shocked. That guy, we talked about it. That guy could have been the Grey Cup MVP. He was so good. I'd love to have Alden Darby back in this in the blue and gold, buddy. He's yeah. like, I don't know what's happened, how he's been a scratch. I haven't followed Hamilton closely, but wow. Anyway. He so, was an so all-star it, in 2021. I, I will just yeah. mention Tamara saying, you need to tell us, Darren. I can't tell you everything. No, If I tell you, you guys everything, then I will be, the, the well will run dry. Well, and you also, there's, there's reporter ethics and, uh, you know, conventions. You can't, you can't reveal sources. (laughs) Waiters is saying you've, you've, you've called it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, so it's guys like Andrew Harris that are Mm -hmm. ring of honor guys, right? It's, it's people that are complete game changers in the Canadian football league who have championships, who have, you know, uh, CFLPA all-star, all-star. So whatever that, I mean, I think that's an obvious one. The other one you look at maybe is not, maybe you look at Stanley Bryant, right? Three, most outstanding lineman awards, two great cups, one now and the third with Calgary. He might mm-hmm. get another one this year. The guy you could argue maybe has been possibly the most dominant American O lineman in the history of the CFL. He he's an Iron Man. He never misses a game. No I think kidding. you you'd see Stanley Bryant on a Ring of Honor. Darren, would you agree? I'm going to give you my list soon. Okay. Uh, I want other, your locks. I want your these guys are my that locks. will be there. These are my locks. Let me let me the mark other, this down. You got you got Andrew Harris. Harris. Right? I've got Stanley Bryant. Okay. I've got Mike O'Shea. Oh, okay. Because just uh, I didn't even think of O'Shea. Yeah. I, even, I was thinking players like Bombers players. No, I because th- you got Bud Grant up there, right? Like I think. But he was I a player. He played in the CFL. He did play, but I think but yeah, you up know, there is Bob, Bob Irving's up there. You know, even even Wade Miller and Kyle Walters at some point. Just the mafia, they they kind of go together. Mm-hmm. Um, but ten years I, from now, nah, maybe not ten years. That's a good point. I, I don't see them because I think they'll still be doing the same job. But guys like guys like um, so Stanley Bryant, Andrew Harris, and then the other guy I was thinking of was Adam Big Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, good choice. Just be, you know, he's got three most outstanding defensive players. This is an NFL talent playing in the CFL. He, he very well should be in the NFL. He should have made the saints roster. You know, they just have that bias against undrafted guys or guys who are a bit smaller, but, and, no, and then you, he was 29 and a bubble well, guy, and, right? and older for sure. But the, the character of the guy, he moved his family. He's he's basically an institution. He's a pillar of the community. He's involved in everything. You know, he's just he's just one of those. He's he's not only a Herb Gray in ter- terms of being a leader, but he's a talent at his age. And he's like just one piece of solid muscle and is the general in the back in, in the linebacking core and that whole defense. Yeah. So 
I think it's all those reasons and has three gray cups. I think you see Adam Big Hill. And that's a guy, you know, you probably see living in Winnipeg 10 years from now, establishing his family and and establishing his name. He, he's he's big in the business community and, and volu- volunteers for everything, right? So those are my locks. Then there's the sort of maybe tier. Well, hang depending- tight. What? Hang tight. Wait, Let me give what? you my locks. Okay, you give me your locks, not okay. your hair locks. So you got Andrew Harris, Stanley Bryant, Mike O'Shea, and Adam Big Hill. Yeah, but let's let's move. You made a good point. We're talking about ten years. Um, mm. Okay, those are okay, my we'll, locks. We'll say O'Shea in twenty years. Sure. Okay, so you got Harris, Bryant, and Big Hill. I'm I'm with you on those three. Uh, First and foremost to me is Adam Big Hill. As Max Raven uh, says in the live chat here, watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Max? Good to have you. Big Hill is an all-time CFL player. I think Adam Big Hill will go down as one of the greatest this league has ever seen. Um, That all said, as far as his impact on Winnipeg, obviously previous time and and a great cup with the BC Lions, but his impact on Winnipeg, I think, is as important, the stuff he does off the field. And I'm not talking about the, the public appearance stuff that he does. He does do a lot of that. Mike O'Shea, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately. Um, you know, I, I did a radio interview on uh, CBC with Marjorie yes. Dowhouse, which was You guys awesome. should check it out. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was tons of fun. And it, it says a lot when CBC is wanting to talk about the CFL uh, at this point. I mean... You know, they, they don't cover sports a, a ton, but why are the Bombers winning so much? And I've been thinking a lot about it. It's, you know, we've been thinking about it for years, really, with the back-to-back championships. Michael Shea has a self-governance model. He's not in the room talking to guys and, and, and you know, uh, barking orders or being a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a slave driver or something like that. He's just, he's not that type of coach. Yeah. He has a standard. His veterans understand what that standard is. And then those guys hold their teammates accountable. If you're at work, whatever your job is, white collar, blue collar, in an office, outside, whatever, who are you going to work harder for when you have expectations put in place? Are you going to work for your boss, or are you going to work harder for your teammate, your, your partner right next to you, the one that's in the trenches with you or in the cubicle next to you or whatever. Yeah. The one you got to work with, not for, aren't you going to work harder for that person? I think that is the culture Mike O'Shea has instilled. It's about going out there and honoring your teammate. Mike O'Shea uses those exact words, honor your teammate. I think that's why it's worked here in Winnipeg. They show up in Winnipeg, wherever they're from, youth sports, NCAA, NFL, whatever. They see FIFO on the wall. They are told what's expected of them. And then they go out there and you either get it done or see you later. The FO part, right? Of of FIFO. Um, I really believe Adam Big Hill is one of those guys, like just in in speaking with Mike O'Shea about Adam Big Hill, in speaking with Adam Big Hill about who he is and how he is and and all of those sorts of things. I think Adam Big Hill is 
an all-time CFL player and an all-time absolute lock. Winnipeg Blue Bombers Hall of Famer and Ring of Honor uh, inductee. Uh, Stanley Bryant, NFL caliber talent. As you mentioned, a absolute Iron Man, Cal Ripken of Canadian football. Uh, didn't miss a game for however long it was until that game late in 2021 when they gave the big guy a rest going into the postseason. Uh, Stanley, I think, is an absolute lock. Andrew Harris is an absolute lock. Being a Winnipeg native, I think that adds a lot to it as well. Of course, um, how good he was and how um, uh, essential he was in the way the Winnipeg Blue Bombers turned their season around uh, or, or franchise around. And then I've got Willie Jefferson as a lock. Yeah. He's just been one of those guys that uh, when you think about the Winnipeg blue bombers, you think about big Willie J, you know, Uh, I've got him in. And and this is another one. I will, I will toss in here uh, for you, Zach, that maybe people will overlook Justin Medlock. Yeah. That's an interesting one. He was on my maybe list. Okay. Let's get to your maybe list. Well, well, Willie Jefferson was sort of, you know, he was just sort of in between the lock and the maybe. I okay. I think you're probably right, though. I think he he's just such a unique talent. Strevler <laughs> gets an annex. Totally. I, I think he's <laughs> he's such a unique talent, Darren, with that six seven wingspan, the personality. He's just well loved by everybody mm. in Winnipeg. He's just a fan favorite. Uh, he doesn't always get the sack stats because I think he gets double teamed. Sometimes other people get the sacks, the amount of knockdowns and pressures the guy gets. I know they don't count pressures, but Willie Jefferson is an absolute game changer. You saw what he did in, in the great cups. You saw what he did in, in, um, in the banjo bowl for sure. I, I, I would, I would venture to guess he'd be on there, even though he's been only been on our team for what this is his third year. So, mm-hmm. But but his ability to not to to pick balls off right to fake the rush, <laughs> right? Uh, go back into the backfield, cover guys. He could do it all. He can do it all. This so. is interesting. Waiters mentioned number eighty five yeah. is unofficially retired. As far as like numbers, right? The Bombers will not give to a player. There's three, is my understanding. Oh yeah, they will not give to anybody. That's eighty five. Yeah, for Milt Stegall, sixty-three for Chris Walby, uh, and eleven for Kenny Plain. Kenny Plain. Uh, any other numbers that that might get honored? And you know something else too Maybe is thirty-three. Uh, was mentioning that neither of us have Zach Kalaris as a lock. So, so Zach Kalaris is kind of uh, he's sort of on the bubble for me. Like, do I think he'll be a Hall of Fame player? Absolutely. Do I think he'll be a Ring of Honor player? Probably. But I don't know if it's a lock. It's a, it's a little bit of a short duration. Like, I are we disrespecting it, the best player in the CFL, the best quarterback in the no, league? No, I don't think we're disrespecting him. I think, here's my thinking, and this is just subjective. I mean, the guy has a sparkling 29-3 and three record here, and it should be 30-2 and two, if not for a, right. a ridiculous miss by Mark Leggio. And, and he's, you know, he's come back from that, obviously. But... Yeah, he got us the Grey Cups. Uh, Jeff Jeff Bowes says that without Kolaris, yep. no Grey Cups. That's absolutely true. He is the most talented quarterback, one of them that I've ever seen. People saying he feels like a mercenary or hired gun. Here's what I think. I What's think if Mark? he's 
I think if he's in bomber colors for another couple of years and gets us another cup, lock. Even if maybe he doesn't get another cup, but he plays at this level, Darren, and you have this yep. winning percentage, absolute lock. I just think he needs to be on the team for a little bit longer. That's that's just my sense. Uh, so he's one of the guys sort of on the bubble. Jackson Jeffcoat is a guy who's who's only 30. He agreed to to play for the Bombers this year again for less money. Mm-hmm. The guy also is an NFL talent. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think if he keeps this lev- level up, for another two, three years, I think you see him maybe as a ring of honor guy. And there's something about, you know, the twin towers there. And, you know, you know I hate to say that, but you know, the, the Jeffs, right. Yeah. They kind of go together in a way. They're both from Texas. They're both ridiculously talented. They're the bookends, right? They're the bookends. So they, they, so, so there's a guy, you know, I think about guys like, like Pat Newfeld who's been here since 2013, who's been an iron, you know, he's been injured here and there, but healthy recently, Uh, Jamarcus Hardrick, like the heart and soul of this team has been the running game and the offensive and defensive lines. You know, they build from the inside out. So I think about those guys. Yeah. And two of my, you know, bubble guys are Jamarcus Hardrick and Pat Newfeld. Yeah. I think those are two people that that should definitely be considered. I think Zach Kolaris will be there. But yeah. there's a lot of guys. Like, you you think of this era, this dynastic era incre- of Winnipeg Blue Bombers talent. football. And you have to think of those guys that are, like, absolute locks. Yeah. Like, Stanley Bryant, Andrew Harris, Adam Big Hill. You know, maybe Medlock is a bit of a bubble. I don't know about Medlock. I mean, he I mean, he was here for 4 years. He did at one point have the CFL record for career field goal percentage. He set I the love, record for yeah. 60 field goals, right? I love in, this. In, Miller? I I don't know if you have a Coach O'Shea statue. I think you have really? a Triumvirates the Canadian Mafia statue. I think yeah. you have a Wade Miller, Kyle Walters and Mike O'Shea statue. Honest to god. Yeah. I think statues, that's that's way down the line. Jake Thomas, right. Jake Thomas is a guy that I'd love to see on there. But folks, I think this is just what I picked up from reading the stuff by Ed Tate on the Bombers website. Jake Thomas deserves a lot of accolades and he's a fan favorite and he's the longest serving current bomber, right? This guy mm-hmm. was here in the Joe Mack era. Yeah. Is he an all-star? Is he a game changer? I'd love to say he is, but, you know, just to be objective, <laughs> as much as I can be objective wearing this chain, he's not. He's not. I think Justin Medlock's an interesting one. The other one, I think if Dembski, hometown guy, mm-hmm. continues at this clip, Darren, for another two, three years and maybe one, two more cups, maybe right. I think he has to win a most, most outstanding Canadian award, maybe another one in the Grey Cup. I think he could be sort of on that track, mm-hmm. but I think he needs to do, you know, he needs to continue at that level. Mike Miller is another one. He's a goat. Yeah. Again, they, they you got to be up there as like greatest of all time in some, some can, area. Right. Can I tell you a funny story from Absolutely. this past? So I'm, I'm walking up to IG field in the banjo bowl and like it's about two hours before kickoff. 
and you know there's some fans you know trickling up they like to kind of wait for their opportunity to get into the the stadium first and i see a couple with bombers jerseys walking up to the stadium and i'm i'm kind of walking up beside them and one of them the uh the woman is wearing a miller 24 jersey a mike miller jersey and <laughs> i dig into my pocket and i pull out a bonfire sticker and i say Mike Miller jersey, that's awesome. You get a bonfire sp- sticker. And she says, Darren, I'm wearing this jersey probably because of you. <laughs> and it made me feel so good that I let people know just how good Mike Miller is. And we need to be talking about this guy yeah, we do. more often than we do. He does not get his due. These special teams aces yeah. are the heart and soul of these football teams. And Mike Miller and Jesse Briggs and Shane Gauthier and so many others, Tanner Cadwallader, Retta Cramdy. Yeah. These guys don't get talked about pretty much ever. No. But for someone like Mike Miller that has been doing it year after year after year and is essentially like a player coach and plays to the level that he does, uh, awesome to see people going out and investing their hard-earned money yeah. not just on a bomber jersey but on getting it customized for the greatest special teamer this league has ever seen in mike miller like that was that was awesome that's a great I, story, I, was, I was so happy about that that's like that's the reason i do this job yeah that exact reason right there because i see a football player playing awesome and nobody's talking about him and i let people know and then they appreciate yeah. these unsung heroes on the team so uh shout out that young lady and her husband uh get at me maybe text the hotline let me yeah. know i want to talk to you some more that is absolutely awesome and at first i thought you were going to say something about you know they liked miller beer in a two four but uh <laughs> but no he i i actually i it was i think it was in the first half he absolutely murdered someone. It, it, it must have been Mario Alford in the first half. You call him the killer, right? Which I love. Like Canadian football special teams is so important. It really is one of the three pillars of the, of of the game, right? Offense, defense, special teams. Man, he is just a beauty to watch. The the the, the like you you run into that jungle. You know, everybody's running around with machetes out for blood. You have, like, Michael Shea talks about it, and you've mentioned it. You have to be a special kind of person to put yourself on the line and just run full speed at each other. And he does it with such patience and balance mm-hmm. and and skill. It, he is just incredible. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, what do you think about the, the fact can, that... Can I just Carl- mention to Andrea quickly? Oh, uh, yeah, Andrea, yeah. Miller is always on the injured list and then, you know, a laughing emoji there. True. But it's because they're just, he's just not practicing. He's he taking care to. of his body to extend his career as long as he can. Yeah. Uh, so don't, don't think that he's hurt, right? Everybody's yeah. got something in pro football. Mike Miller's just ensuring that he's good to go uh, under the lights on game day. You were saying? Well, Steve is asking if we can turn Section 128 into the Mike Miller fan zone. I'm game. Love it. I'm Love game. it. Let's do it. I'm game. No, people, well, I've seen, I just, I want to bring this up. I know we've gone way over an hour, but I, uh, people talking about to my, too. 
Well, yeah, but like, why isn't Charles Roberts on the Ring of Honor is an interesting one. That's what I had here, too. There are players of the past that still need to go up. Charles Roberts is there. Um, Greg Battle. Yeah. Um, I do know this. It, it, not in the case of everybody, okay? But putting players into that Ring of Honor, the Bombers really worked to get the older individuals up there. Again, not the case of everybody, but yeah. many of them or some of them, it's like, we got to get them on there now so they and their families can come yeah. and, and enjoy it and celebrate them uh, along with all the, the Bomber fans. So um, I, I think there are still guys from the 80s and 90s that will be in that ring. Yeah, right? that's a good point, buddy. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, um, you think about Rod Hill, right? Larry right? Ward putting that up. Jerry Tuttle. Yeah, yeah, there's I think it's you know, and part of me is thinking like, are we picking too many guys from one team, one one you know, a few years of a team? But when you're a dynasty, I think yeah, you know, you it's well deserved. There's just so many guys. You think of Brandon Alexander, maybe if he remains healthy for a few more years and continues yeah. to be a captain on that defense. Iron Jones. Yeah. Those yeah. guys were just, but, you know, as, as Friesen mentions, uh, you know, Greg battle, Tyrone Jones, James West, like that was a ridiculous, uh, trio of linebackers. Les uh, Brown Colby was, talks about was that great. all the time. Yeah. Okay? Les Brown. I mean, there were so many. Yep. Yeah. James Murphy says the pavement ends now watching, uh, on YouTube. And, you know, another one, an interesting one is Javon Johnson. Someone had him on the chat and, you know, he, he was electric for like, he dominated the kick return and, and he won most, most outstanding defensive player. The first one and only one in Johnson my knowledge as, a, uh, as a DB Darren. Uh, I think that that's something a fan favorite and continued to have a productive career after, after the bombers unceremoniously let him go. Yeah. I think Cal Murphy will one. get in there eventually, but he's already got a statue, right? Yeah. And, posthumously i mean uh all due respect you know those individuals there's no real rush on right yeah that's uh, fair you know to to the point earlier like the ring of honor is like that game is their game like that big rain delay game remember that with like chris Treveller starting and took hours and hours i was on tsn radio till like 1 30 in the morning that night um that's the milt stiegel game right yeah. that yeah, famous picture of his kids they're like crashed in the stands like <laughs> sleeping sleeping in the stands uh because because that game was so long you can't leave when it's the Mil milt stiegel game right so um anyway uh yeah awesome debate love everybody uh chiming in here uh like this one too from uh, dark moon yeah. danny mac yeah Ooh. both as a player and as a, a some of these builders you know, yeah some yeah. of these builders. o'Shea cow walters wade miller um you know It'll just be interesting speaking, to see how that all shakes just out. Just one uh, thing, like uh, a one historical nugget. I I was uh, I was talking to to Roy Rosmus. I picked up some of his books for our uh, for our prize bin on Friday, and he said, you know, we always talk about the the Canadian mafia sort of copying what Calgary did in their dynasty to be successful, which I think we could all sort of agree on, right? I don't think we're exactly the same. The as Calgary, Calgary model. Yeah, the Calgary well, model. That's, that's literally what Mike O'Shea and Kyle Walters yeah. have always said. Right. They want to be in the playoffs every year. Yeah, and 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 win the West. So it's you know, you're one game and you're in, right? You're not gonna win every great cup. 
But just the culture, the excellence, the work habits, right? You, you never saw drama from Calgary very often, and we don't see it here. But what, what Roy told me, which, was, which I'd never thought of, was that, you know, where did Calgary get that? Where did John Huffnagel get that model? He argues that John Huffnagel got it from Winnipeg in their 80s dynasty, mm. right? Which I thought was super interesting. I'd never Mike thought about Allen it that way. Mike but Riley. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of see it as like Winnipeg. We just think of like it's Calgary to Winnipeg sort of passing the mantle as the marquee franchise. Really? Maybe it's Cal like Winnipeg Calgary sandwiched in the middle back to Winnipeg now, which I, I just thought was an interesting thing. Uh, that, that is I mentioned. Yeah. Anyway, um, we could go on and on. I, I mean, I think we should continue this debate and shout out to Steve in section 128 now known as the Mike Miller fan zone. The killer zone. The killer zone. I think uh, we will continue this debate and and maybe chime in on Twitter, folks. It's a it's a fun one. Go check out Joe Daly's. These cards are awesome. Jesse Briggs, one of those yeah. unsung heroes. Patty could be yeah, in the ring Patty. one day. Yep. This guy doesn't get enough respect for how good he is. He, he is really really good. Chad Rempel. Hey, ex bomber. And and part and he he tried to be a comedian too apparently. Oh, he's a he's a renaissance man. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. <laughs> uh, shout out uh, Chad Rempel if if you're watching. Uh, be sure to head to sia.com/bonfire if you haven't yet. Sign up there. You get a great 100% bonus uh, and up to $500. So if you deposit, they'll double it and much more uh, usable funds as far as placing bets in the coming, you know, six weeks or whatever it is uh, compared to some of the other sports books out there, but you can bet CFL, CFL props and futures, NFL, NHL, uh, you name it. Uh, go check them out. Sports interaction, a Canadian casino. Uh, so helping to support uh, a local um, indigenous uh, group in, uh, mm-hmm. in Canada as well. SIA.com slash bonfire. A uh, couple things will tidy up just as we wrap up here, Zach. Dane Evans would not speak specifically to whether or not he will start on Saturday in Hamilton against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but he is back. He does say he feels better, has been a full Mm. participant at practice. Last week, he was the third stringer and would only throw with his non-throwing shoulder on the sidelines. So he was really resting that right shoulder that's been nagging him. Um, So... uh, we continue to watch on as far as um, who might start uh, for yeah. the tie cats, but watch that line. It's come down on SAA.com slash bonfire. I think it started about eight and a half or nine. It's now down to seven and a half. Um, yeah. Appreciate this too, Scott Roger this weekend, the rifles road trip Edmonton Huskies are winless on the season. Uh, Winnipeg in a deadlock, Four-way tie for second place in the best conference in junior football in Canada, the PFC, Prairie Football Conference. Uh, They're taking on the Wildcats. They return home the following week uh, to host the 4-0, as of right now, Regina Thunder at IG Field. So Sunday after this one, 1 o'clock, be there, riflesfootball.com. Be sure to check that out. we got a new website coming, too. uh, so, So keep your eyes peeled for that. Follow them on social media at rifles football all your channels um what about the nfl zach Mm. do we want to like peel back the mystique 
Yeah, I was going to just do an update on our bonfire pick and fantasy, but I'll just tweet that. It hasn't changed much. Ryan Harris just dominating. Yeah, let's let's get to it, buddy. Let's let's talk some NFL. Yeah, so new to Bonfire right now is uh, our uh, we're going to be talking NFL football, and you know we, we may make it part of Bonfire midweek, but we'll also make it available on its own via podcast and on YouTube. Um, we're, we're, we'll get like we're, we're tight for time obviously. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out, uh, you know, uh, that moving forward, but, um, we're really looking forward to talking some NFL football here, uh, and, and helping you guys, uh, watch the games more educatedly. And, uh, also who we like, uh, in our NFL picks on SIA.com slash bonfire. There's tons of games you can play there as well, including like an NFL pick them, uh, every week, you just kind of pick your winners and uh, you can win like tons of prizes, tons of cash uh, and other stuff there. So, yeah, Andre Sousa saying bon, uh, NFL after dark. Yeah, well, we'll see. You never Sorry, know Tasha. If it's not your cup of tea, uh, we'll see you next time. No, no worries from us. Yeah, but no hey, worries. Why not like both leagues? It's great football. Football's great. Football's yeah. great. You know, whether it's it's junior football or U sports or CFL or NFL or whatever. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, it's worth taking in. It, it's just fun stuff. Gregory, what date is the rifles game? Go to riflesfootball.com and you will see the full schedule there, but, uh, playing their final two games of the regular season in the big house, uh, the madhouse on Matheson I G field. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to leave it there, Zach? I well, suppose do we'll I have to. Well, I got a little bit of time. We could talk a little NFL. Okay. Well, there is a Thursday nighter coming up here. Chiefs hosting Chargers. Yeah. And so this was actually this was actually my pick. Em. You you talk about pick. quarterbacks, man. Oh my god. Like Her- Hubert and and um, um, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Like man, yeah. this is going to be an awesome game on the Thursday nighter. Currently sitting at Chiefs by four yeah. uh, on the point spread on SIA.com slash bonfire over under is 54. Now, <laughs> I don't know if scoring I would take is hugely down <laughs> this year, but that's a big number. I don't know, man. Like the points that those guys could put up in, you know, mere minutes. Unbelievable. So this was, you know, we talked about, picks that I this is my pick of the week right here the Chiefs are at home they obliterated Arizona on the road Mahomes throws for five touchdowns without Tyreek Hill right we all wondered how that Chiefs machine would work without Mm -hmm. uh, Tyreek Hill and I know uh, uh, our buddy Hustler is just loving what he saw I think I think I would take the Chiefs the Chiefs at home I, I I think Keenan Allen is out He's he's a big cog in the in the offense of the Chargers, and possibly I heard J.C. Jackson is out, who's a, who's a good DB for the mm-hmm. Chargers. I think you know they they can withstand that pass rush, and and I think they're just so creative and they're just hitting on all cylinders. And I think Andy Reid probably in the off season just you know he just comes up with different plays that you've never seen. He's just a genius. And and probably for the first couple of games in the season, you're just going to see things that people haven't seen. You know, you know, 
the the classic one for me is when they're in the red zone, Darren, and it's like you have no idea what they're gonna do. And and the 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 one play that I just think is is just so schmaltzy, as we say in Yiddish, but it works. You know, Mahomes gets the ball, he starts to bootleg. You think he's gonna run it in, or he's gonna throw it on the bootleg, and then he just goes the other way and just flips it under underhanded to whoever's right there. And like, it's like, how do you stop that? Right. So I, I just see the chiefs. You can't scheme for it. No, I see the chiefs at home. They're running They're They're firing on all cylinders. They've got Valdez Scantling. They got Smith Schuster to, to fill in for, for Tyreek Hill. And I just think they're just a big red machine right now. And I think they're They're going to take it by more than four. I think the Chargers will definitely put up a good fight. They beat the, the Raiders last week, but that's, that's where I'd go for my pick on SIA. Uh, so I've got two picks. I really, really like this week. And I'm just looking at the Monday nighter. I mean, uh, Tennessee at Buffalo, 10 points. The bills are favored in that yeah. one. I wouldn't, wouldn't touch that one at all. Uh, Eagles yeah. favored by two at home to a very popular team in this part of the country, Zach, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but my two picks um, are the, oh, I lost it here. Hang on a second. Oh, yes. Carolina Panthers coming off a tough loss uh, in uh, uh, at home. They are two-point dogs in New York against the Giants. I like mm. Carolina to cover that game. Uh, and then my other one was Arizona. They're five and a half point dogs in Vegas hmm. to take on the Raiders, a uh, battle of the desert or a desert duel, if you will. Uh, I like Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals to cover five and a half mm-hmm. points uh, in Vegas. So those are they'll my bounce two. back. Eh? And, and Dar- Dar- I think they'll bounce back, right? Uh, they're a talented team with Kyler Murray and I, and I, I don't know what I think of the Raiders so far. You know, Derek Carr is kind of like, he's a guy that I just can't quite figure out. Is this guy a good quarterback? Is he just average? He's a, he's a smaller guy. Uh, No, he's tiny. Yeah. Right. Like, is, is this guy like, and you can be tiny like Russell Wilson, but you can run. By the way, what did you think of that? What was it? 68 yard field goal on fourth and five. Somebody mentioned Somebody How mentioned time was left on the clock. You know, they yeah, you know, reminded him of Mike O'Shea. Oh, kicking yeah. The goal against yeah, BC, he was right? he was feeling his oats there. Yeah, I remember um, that. I don't understand how Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Get the ball with four minutes. And then they just like bleed it and piss it away. And can't even get into a position to kick a makeable field goal. I understand Brandon McManus is a excellent kicker. Like he's a Justin Medlock type kicker in the NFL. Uh, Anytime you're booting it above 60, your percentage is going to be low. He can kick that distance, but this game was in Seattle, not Denver. Yeah. And I understand McManus has a better uh, field goal percentage on the road than he does at home, which is interesting, especially when you play at home, home is mile high. Um, But the offensive play calling of the Denver Broncos was atrocious. And I think that's the biggest thing they got to figure out. Jerry Judy, strong uh, two-headed monster run game. Uh, you know, defensively, I think, um, you know, they had their hands full with uh, Geno Smith and, and the Did Seattle that surprise team. you? Because the last time I saw Geno Smith, he was garbage. 
well, he's been on four teams, right? And I loved how the, the broadcast mentioned that he was in New York as a first-round pick, then yeah. went to the Giants yeah. and backed up Eli Manning, went to uh, the Chargers, backed up Phillip Rivers, and then went to Seattle and backed up Russell Wilson. All Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. So right. uh, for him to now take over and play the way he did, I, I think that's awesome. I think that's a great story. I was shocked. Seven how much, seven how much time was left when they kicked that field goal? It wasn't a walk-off because they had time on a fourth no. and five, right? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And, and you think about it four minutes. They had four minutes when they got the ball and they pissed it yeah. away. And and Brandon McManus, you you think okay he can kick sixty yard field goals? Well, if you're ki kicking it at mile high where the air pressure is so low, is very different than right at sea level at Lumen Field in Seattle. Like that's a mm -hmm. very different kick. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. I was shocked to 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 see that replay after man. Thirty seconds left. Waiter says you got fourth and five with Russell Wilson. He can run the ball. He can bootleg. He, you know, whatever. You, you, there's so many options, right? Uh, yeah. It's it's actually kind of ironic that Russell Wilson lost because of poor offensive play calling in Denver, which is one of the reasons he left Seattle, because Pete Carroll was just so stubborn running the ball and playing conservatively. They always said, let Russ cook, right? And and then they did at the beginning of last year, and he was hitting Metcalf and those guys for huge gains. And then for some reason in the second half of the season, they just pulled back. They start they start running conservative offense. And I think that's why Russell Wilson left Seattle. And then you see the same thing in the Broncos. Sad. Sad for him because he's an all talent. My favorite uh site of that game was the person in the stands in Seattle that had the sign that said, Let's cook Russ. <laughs> love that love that uh okay zach let's uh let, let's put a bow on this one uh final thoughts as we wrap up bonfire midweek here on the channel of course pre-game coverage friday at three with chris walby you and i will have game day after dark following bombers tie cats and a matinee game what is that a four o'clock central i That's think it's 3 p.m 3 p.m central time kickoff in hamilton it's it's not the middle of winter, so it actually won't specifically be an after dark game. I got to figure this one out because it's three o'clock. The kids are awake. My son gets up from his nap. I got to figure out how to navigate that one and Ooh, do do the post game. But we'll, we'll uh, the Schnitzer family will will figure that one out. We we are uh, we're flexible people, and <laughs> I I'm interested in this game. I mean, it has all the makings of a trap game after you have a big emotional win in the banjo bowl, Darren. O'Shea would not mince words. You know, he gave the Hamilton defense specifically credit on the coaching show. And, you know, you're, you're going against Orlando Steinhauer. They have a good defense. I don't know who's playing quarterback. I think that O-line has just been decimated. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this could be an absolute boat race by the bombers or it could maybe be a closer game than we think i i'm not sure you know i'm really not sure what to expect in this one because hamilton does have 
some really good players on defense. You think about Tunde Adelike and, and, and those guys, right? Right. Javan Santos Knox, Cameron yeah. Kelly at dimeback is a Kelly, heck yeah. of a good, good football player. Of course, they're still without um, uh, Simone Lawrence, who's Simone uh, Lawrence is out. injured. And Cariel Brooks might be out and there. I think he's a really good player. So, you yeah. know, I, I think we win. I, I, I don't know how much, how much we win by, but I, I don't know. I, I, it's a bit of a mystery for me. This, this well, here's the team. thing. If Dane Evans does not start, make sure you're already signed up and ready yeah. to go with a deposit in your account. SIA.com yeah, slash hammer that one. Oh, uh, if yeah. Dane Evans is a no go. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be a good football game one way or the other because it is a rematch of the last two Grey Cups uh, between the Bombers and the Ticats. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, people want the bonfire hats. I don't blame you. We gotta they, are, this out. they are nice. Well, Even my wife likes this hat on me, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. A she's wife like, likes a really her nice husband hat. in a hat. Yeah, no, she says this is a really nice hat. So we, we, we we're going to get some stuff cooking this winter. I promise. So keep it yeah. locked here to the channel. We got jets hockey coming. We've got NFL coming. We've got your bombers, uh, uh, coverage as always here on the channel. And, uh, it's going to be a very fun fall and start to the hockey season. Like talk about a critical two months or maybe even one month for the Winnipeg jets. Uh, training camp gets going next week. Uh, head over to our Instagram page right now. You can hear from Chaz Lucius, Brad Lambert, and Cole Perfetti, uh, three of the Winnipeg Jets' first-round picks over the last couple seasons. Uh, Rucker McGordy, not in Winnipeg, uh, their other first-round pick from 2022. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the next gen of Jets talent, and Perfetti effectively will be the current gen of uh, Jets forward talent, very likely to be um, in the top six. But, uh our Instagram, bonfire.sports. Go over there right now uh, and be sure to, uh, what Like what do they say? You like, you subscribe, you follow, whatever. Get into our IG. Yeah. Slide Dude, into you the do DMs. You do. I don't know if people know that you're, you're a writer for NHL.com. Like you're, you're uh, big into the Jets. So people who love the Jets here too, check this stuff out. And Darren's going to be continuing that stuff into the winter. Uh, sans myself, I am no hockey expert. I can't even freaking skate. <laughs> <laughs> but I look forward to that stuff. I, I am a fan, so uh, that's awesome, buddy. I do want to say, if Brandon Alexander does come and play mm -hmm. this week, it's super cool that he comes back in Hamilton where he got injured in the Grey Cup and, and just battled through it. It would be great to see him back. Full circle, right? It, yeah, full circle. Great to see him back in the lineup. It is the Hall of Fame game. So it's uh, <laughs> Scott Baseball now. I like that. <laughs> unless somehow baseball, my son... like baseball? Unless, uh, you know, unless my son mysteriously takes up baseball and then, of course, I'll become a fan. I don't know. I don't see it. But I think it'll be great to see Alexander. I think you just get a cheer right there from, from all the fans. He's a fan favorite and I'd love to see him back up on the lineup and also Michael Couture uh, on yes. the road, get that run game going, pound the football with Brady Oliveira and uh, let's see them go to 13 and one here. Yeah. How about that? You know, if, if uh, I mean, 
Calgary, BC, we'll, we'll see how that game shakes out. The Bombers need to win and have Calgary lose for Winnipeg to secure a home playoff game. But, you know, don't get over anxious. It will happen eventually. This Bombers team is not going to let their foot Matter off the gas. Time. No. Uh, they got a bye week coming up after this game against Hamilton and then home again for the Riders to come to town on Friday, September 30th. So uh, we look towards those games. Andre, to answer your question, do you play Brandon Alexander half the game? No, I don't think so. You you play him when he's ready to play, and, and then he's the guy. Uh, safety is a very important position. Brandon Alexander, a very important player and heady mental leader as well. Um, you know, he's essentially going to be that quarterback of the defense, him and, and Adam Big Hill. So um, I don't expect them to do that. But this was fun, Zach. More more cards from uh, Joe Daly. I, like, you know, I hate showing Cody so much. But yeah, that's the hey, Cody played well in the banjo ball. I'll give him credit. He was on point. Yeah. And congrats on the new baby, Cody. Yep. Yeah. These are the dudes. Oh, I love Jesse Briggs, buddy. Don't look past it. It's the best part of the CFL uh, in a lot of ways, in, in my opinion. Um, okay, so more NFL, more Jets hockey coming. Uh, we have got the prize giveaway. Uh, congrats once again to Reed Maddox and Jason Gilmore. It was Reed Maddox whose father's birthday it is. If you guys are listening that, or watching, uh, awesome, text Reed. the hotline. Yeah. Um, well, I've been texting you already, so um be sure to do that waiters if you're still out there text me man i got a question for you 816-8477-204-816 tips and uh on that note i suppose we'll uh we'll just put a put a bow on this one zach absolutely my friend nice to see everybody i will continue to wear this chain i uh, also am wearing it around the house to just you know piss off the people in my family and get a few laughs and all your kids probably like it oh they love the chain i my son would rip this in half so like the junkyard dog yeah oh yeah he's just an animal but uh yeah i just love this guys love to see you all thanks for sticking around for some nfl talk we love the nfl as well and uh we will see you post game not quite after dark on saturday baby yeah and of course you got to watch uh the big bluto the legend chris walby uh, the pregame he's always got great stuff to say as as well as as so do you darren so do you buddy maybe maybe i got some things to say (laughs) thanks everybody appreciate you uh all joining us in the live chat be sure to uh like the video below subscribe uh and and consider doing that uh ring the bell and then you'll know uh when we're live we'll see you next at three o'clock on friday post game with zach here uh, on the channel have a great night everybody see you next time